Hello and welcome to Portroid Cast Episode 9. As always, I'm Rick, and on this edition of the podcast, I interview Matt Belknap. Matt is the founder of the comedy message board, AspecialThing.com. He also founded AST Records and is the co-host of the very popular comedy podcast, Never Not Funny. You can find out more about Never Not Funny at Pardcast.com. That's P-A-R-D-C-A-S-T dot com. We sat down for an interview at the San Francisco Sketchfest on January 17th, 2010. Also, listen for a brief drop-in by comedian Graham Elwood. He was being interviewed in the same area by Rooftop Comedy, and he stopped over uh, for a quick hello when they concluded. And now, here's my interview with Matt Belknap. Enjoy. I'm sitting here with um, Matt Belknap, uh, the founder of TheSpecialThing.com. And uh, how are you doing, Matt? I'm good. Good to be here. Uh, as an introduction to people who may not know uh, full history, uh, though I suspect a lot who listen to this will, um, uh, can you give a brief recount of the inspirations and uh, beginnings of thespecialthing.com, which is the comedy message board you founded? Sure. Yeah. Um, started in 2001. It was uh, a Tenacious D message board first. Uh, at the time, there was just... Uh, they didn't really have much of an online presence. They had a, an official Sony website for their album that was about to come out, but it was hard to find out where they were going to be playing in L.A., and that frustrated me, so I just thought it would be good to have a, a website that would fans could keep track of that stuff with each other and, and take matters into their own hands. And uh, as they kind of, uh, over the next couple of years, just not weren't doing a lot, <laughs> yeah. the conversation on the board shifted to... Uh, M Bar, which is a club in LA and where Comedy Death Ray started, and uh, the shows that Scott Ackerman and BJ Porter were putting on there. And uh, <clears throat> that's that was my sort of um, entry point for getting into that whole world of comedy. And uh, so I would recap shows on the site. And But it's just a general you know, place for people to discuss the kind of stuff that, um, you know, is sort of is usually called alternative. Uh, it's you know Mr. Show and uh, Flight of the Concords and uh, I don't know a million other things Tim and Eric all that stuff. So and uh, in the early days of AST, uh, you maintained a bit of uh, anonymity, keeping mm-hmm. your real name out of it, uh, really as much as possible. And uh, I think even on the earliest AST radio uh, podcast, which you used to do, you went by Sasquatch, yeah. which was also a Tenacious D inspired name, yeah. uh, in search of Sasquatch. Uh, now it's further, I think it's ISOS or yeah. ISOS or however yeah. you pronounce it. Uh, but now Matt Belknap and AST, uh, Special Thing, and even uh, Never Not Funny mm-hmm. always seem to go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and was that a difficult decision for you to make to come out uh, essentially out of the shadows and merge the enterprise with you personally? Um, it happened really slowly, so it never really, there was never like a moment where I was like, okay, here we go, the mask is coming off. Like, it, it just kind of, uh, it was a, it was a slow progression, and a lot of it had to do with Never Not Funny and, and AST Radio. But, you know, when you're talking to people face to face and your voice is out there, it just seems a little bit ridiculous to have a pseudonym. Like, it's just, it's very <laughs> juvenile on some level. And not, I mean, when I started AST, it was it was like it was a hobby, and it was in 2001. I, I personally hadn't didn't have a lot of experience with message boards, and you know, at that time, people were I think a little more guarded about their 
privacy online. I mean, it was before Facebook and MySpace and all that stuff. So people, <clears throat> my sense was like, you should not share anything online. Like it, you, you should protect your identity online at all costs. And, um, and I was a little embarrassed, I guess, as a, as a person, like none of my friends knew about AST when I, when I started it. And it took like probably three or four years before I told anybody that I, that I knew about the site so it was really like a it it was a weird separate part of my life that was almost like a a, an alter ego or something but when it became when i sort of started to own it a little bit more it just seemed like there's no point in covering that up and when i started never not funny with jimmy it was like i think he probably even said at some point like i'm not gonna call you sasquatch that's that's (laughs) embarrassing i'm not gonna do it (laughs) um but I, I mean, by that point, I don't even think I was using it on AST radio. It just sort of started to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just mad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, I mean, and now I just kind of feel like now that we do shows and stuff, it's it's just uh, part of my life, and, and I'm proud of the site. I'm, I'm proud of Never Not Funny, and, and I don't feel embarrassed <laughs> about any of those things anymore, so I'm, I'm fine with people knowing my name. And uh, many comedians whose uh, shows and comedy are written about on your site are also frequent posters on the site. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I think six years ago I heard about uh, and joined AST because of a blog entry Patton Oswalt had written. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I guess two of my questions are, what was your reaction when this convergence first happened? And secondly, do you think it affects or continues to, uh, or affected or continues to affect the tenor of the discussion Mm -hmm. on boards? Yeah, well, my first reaction was I was thrilled because it was exciting to, you know, have interaction with people who, uh, you know, you're a big fan of. And, um, you know, I remember in the early days, Kyle Gass from Tenacious D, his mother used to post on AST. And even that was a thrill. It was like, wow. I mean, we never really were 100% sure that it was the real, that she was for real, but it seemed pretty legit. So. I mean, I don't know why someone would pretend to be his mom and not be his mom. But yeah, when when Patton and uh, you know Chris Hardwick and um, <clears throat> Paul F. Tompkins and people like that started posting, it was exciting. It was like, wow, this is this is really what this site is meant to be, which is like we you know we all kind of feel like these comics. Um, don't dumb down their comedy for their audience and, and the audience that is passionate about them is a smart and and uh, you know the, the kind of crowd that you know you would hope that they everyone would be you know happy to to sit down and have a conversation with and so that's kind of what we're doing on the site is just having that conversation online and uh, over time you know I did I do think it changes I mean it has to change the, the way the conversation goes because First of all, people shouldn't be rude. You know, you, you are allowed to. <laughs> I think you need to be able to to say how you feel on the internet and and not um, necessarily sugarcoat it. But if you're saying it in a place where the person you're talking about could be reading it, I do think you need to be respectful. So that sometimes turns into ass kissing, and, and that's inevitable. But I think you know we've kind of moved past that stage. Even I feel like at this point. The comics have realized that <laughs> not a lot of good comes from. I mean, Doug Benson still posts, and there are a few other people still post, but um, or there's like occasional posts from people like Paul or Andy Kindler. Um, but I think in general they know we should leave the fans alone because they they need to be allowed to be honest about 
what they like and dislike, and it's not productive for us to meddle with that. And and uh, and I agree with that. You know, I, I think um, if it didn't happen on AST, it would just end up happening somewhere else because uh, you can't stifle that kind of reaction, and you shouldn't. So, but but I don't think there's anything wrong with being, um, you know. With not being rude, yeah, <laughs> that that's important to me, and and in hiding uh, under a, a, a assumed name, also, I mean, right. you have that that anonymity when you're attacking someone who doesn't, or you know, if you come on there to be rude, uh, right. and some people do, and some uh, most don't. Right. Yeah, there's some rabble rousers, and uh, they know who they are. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if if you're if you're genuine and you're in what you're saying, I think people will will take it. They're, they're you know the way it's meant to be taken if someone just comes on there to, to spam or, or just be a jerk and, and uh, you know that that gets weeded out hopefully yeah um, and now that you uh, are a reputable and established face and name in the comedy world uh, have you ever discussed a special thing with the members of Tenacious D where, where it's started essentially yeah um, no you know <laughs> well I, I think the first time I met them uh I was meeting them as a fan, and right. it was like in probably in two thousand three. I, I can't remember when. Whenever that first DVD that they made came out, the Masterworks DVD, I went to a signing, and um, and I mentioned it to them, and uh, and Jack was very nice about it, but clearly had not heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and Kyle knew. I think Kyle was like, his mom. Maybe. Yeah, maybe his mom told him. <laughs> I, I, I think he was on the phone when I was talking to them, but he, he, but Jack was like, "Hey, this is the guy who started this special thing," and and Kyle was like, "Uh huh, yeah, yeah, right." <laughs> but but I, for some something about it made me think that he actually was aware of it. Um, maybe just from some stuff other people told me. Um, and then I I talked to Jack recently, like at, at the. Um, Death Ray Christmas show. Yeah, he just show. showed up there. Yeah, um, Tenacious Teeth did a little thing there, and uh, but I didn't bring it up. I didn't. I, I kind of like, felt remember like, me? Remember yeah, I kind of feel like I, I. We were just in the green room talking about video games, and it was like this is this is not going to go well if I like suddenly turn into a fanboy, fan, right? Yeah, and and so yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I would be interested to know if they, if, if if at this because it, at the at the time that I first met him, I don't think it was it, it was fair. I mean, it's still a very small site, but it was even smaller then. And over time, you know, things trickle out in weird ways. And I, I'd be interested to know if he has heard of it at some point in time. Just the fact that the site is named after a song, that, that, right? I mean, you know. It's become so much more. But that's, that <clears throat> yeah. that was. The but origin. if he saw it, he might go, "Oh, a special thing." Yeah, I. I I did that song, so it might yeah. maybe ring a bell in his head. I'm not sure. Um, uh, Never Not Funny is a weekly uh, podcast you do with Jimmy Pardo. He's the host. You're the uh, producer, co-host, sidekick, yeah. uh, whatever you want to be called. That's all those words are fine. Um, <laughs> and uh, each week you guys have a guest. Uh, usually it's a comedian friend of Jimmy's or yours. Uh, and... Um, it's kind of a different approach to the interview type show, kind of like what I'm doing interview type show, but yours is more like a conversation. Mm-hmm. You guys do a 26-episode season with a few bonus episodes, yep. uh, typically. Uh, repeat guests, uh, sometimes new ones, like this season you had Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a meeting at the beginning of each season to lay out a wish list of who you want to get on, or how, how does that process um, really work? That's, a, that's just an ongoing discussion. Yeah. It doesn't really... Um, 
you know, we do talk about the season, you know, before it starts and as it goes. We talk about it as a season, but I'm actually starting to realize it's just, you know, it's arbitrary. The numbers are arbitrary. The fact that we say that's, that six months and 26 episodes is a season, I mean, that's how the price structure works. But to me, it's just an ongoing um, thing that, you know, sometimes somebody might not be on, a repeat guest might not be on for in a, in one season but they're yeah. on at the end of the previous one and the beginning of the next one so they've still been on twice in a year but it seems like they got skipped so it, it, it we can't get too anal about it but we do we do constantly talk about what um, you know how to balance new guests and 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 our you know sort of regulars and we what you know we we want to do wild cards and and have some some unexpected people. Uh, last season we had Mark Volman, who's yeah. the guy from the I Turtles, that was great. Yeah. the '60s uh, band. Just I happened to know him, and and I thought it would be fun to talk to somebody like that, especially because Jimmy's really into music. And it was a totally different episode than our usual episodes, but I think we want to do that once a year, if, if not more, and, and, you know, of course we love getting a, a, someone big like Conan O'Brien, but um, it's more just about who we think will fit into it, and there are a lot of people that wouldn't fit in <clears throat> that we might be able to get who might be, you know, a splashy name, or I don't know, like, the, the, we, we have weird, you know, connections to different people but it's it, we really feel strongly that it's a specific type of conversation that um, you know we want to adhere to what the you know what the, the, the flow of it is the, the vibe of, of what we do and um, some people really click in it and some people sort of have a different tone and that's fine I, I'm not even against that like there's some some of my favorite comics maybe wouldn't fit into it and that's okay I can still enjoy them and even Jimmy probably there's some comics that he loves that he just knows in conversation I'm not gonna name names but like yeah. there's some comics who 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 they're they're more cerebral or they're more writerly than than they are riffers and our show is very much about riffing and 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 having fun and um you know just trying to find humor it's almost like impro- improvised conversation like where you're trying to find humor in the structure of a what sounds like a conversation but at any opportunity you sort of find a joke where you wherever it might be so that's the people who are good at that are the ones we're looking for and so we just keep doing that and then um, there was uh, an article written about you uh, where where they described you as the entrepreneur, <laughs> yeah. and this uh, kind of came up uh, comes up as a jokey nickname yeah. on, on Never Not Funny, yeah. but in reality it's not that far off. Uh, uh, kind of a list here, but uh, okay. you've you've created your own essentially an, an entertainment empire, which began as the, <laughs> the comedy message board, uh-huh. um, you know, for fans to post about LA, LA alternative comedy, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you expanded that to your own interviews of comedians on AST radio. Uh, you've produced a number of comedy and podcasts and other podcasts also. You did Never Not Funny, uh, which you guys recently found a way to monetize, which is kind of mm-hmm. entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, you do, uh, I think you do Doug Benson's I Love Movies. You put that yeah. out, right? Yeah. Um, 
Walking with Michelle, you've done the early ones at least. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're still working on that. On the page, you did the early, maybe the first hundred, is that that's, right? Yeah, that's a screenwriting podcast. Um, no, I don't know if I was involved in all of the first 100, but, but yeah, for the first probably 60, I think yeah. I was the so producer. So you were the producer on those. Yeah. Uh, and do you also do work on CDR Radio? Do you help No, okay. just the ones, that, the couple that Jimmy's guest hosted. Okay, I, you put those out. Okay. I, well, I didn't put them out, but I was there and yeah. Yeah, sort of helped. And uh, you uh, also used to host your own uh, weekly comedy show at the UCB Theater. Um, See you next Tuesday, yeah. See you next Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, you started your own record label, uh-huh. distributing uh, some of the funniest comedy albums in the, the last few years. Oh, thanks. Um, I think you've had your hand in an online video site. You've added news feed to ASC. You've, you've built up yeah, yeah. quite a bit. That was my point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've, you've laid out enough right. proof to convince me that Excellent. that is correct. Uh, and and all, all the while, you've done this maintaining a regular job, adding a baby to your family, um, to kind of an impressive resume. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you. I, I, how did you, I guess, how do you manage that workload, and uh, where do you see it progressing? Uh, well, I mean, it sounds a lot more impressive when you <laughs> lay it out like that than I've ever thought it was. <laughs> but uh, I mean, obviously, all those things didn't happen at the same time, and um, and my right day job is sort of sort of been whittled down as I've been able to make money doing Never Not Funny. The yeah. day job has sort of taken the back seat, so which is great. I would love to have it gone completely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I. Um, I am not good at managing those things, to be honest. I uh, I have I struggle with that all the time of how to balance all those things, and um, you know I have a partner in the record label who, who helps me a lot with the with that work. You know, Jimmy. Is that Mark? Uh, no, that's um, Ryan. Uh, he's Terra Firma on ASD. Uh, yeah, Ryan McManaman is is the guy that I started the record label with, and he's you know he's you know hugely valuable in terms of just. Um, getting stuff done on the label, just nuts and bolts, shipping things, and, and you know, dealing with distributors, and you know, helping me out. We, you know, we we, we go into the, all the stuff together with meeting artists and and getting into the design of the packaging and, and you know, production and um, all that stuff. So he helps a lot. Um, Jimmy helps a lot with the podcast. He, you know, the truth is, we're both really producers of that. And, yes. um, sorry. Um, I have the title producer, and he has the title of the star or the host. But we 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 really share the the duties equally in terms of booking, and and I'm I'm more on the technical side, producing it with the um, recording and uploading and all that stuff. But you know, I don't know. I I where is it going? I I guess um, I feel like I, my goal was always just to um, help comedians get their get their work out to, to the public and the internet it makes it somewhat easy to do although it's not always so organized um, so we're trying to really just organize the, the methods of distributing comedy to the public and it means right now it's some CDs some podcasts obviously we put stuff out on iTunes digitally like albums and stuff but I think increasingly podcasts seem to be you know really getting big now like I think in the last year, there's been like five or six people that I know in the comedy world that have started podcasts. Um, you know, like, I mean, Doug's been doing it for a couple of years, but Scott Ackerman and has Death Ray Radio. Mark Marin started a podcast. Um, there's comedy and everything else with Jimmy Dore. And, um, and Paul Tompkins Paul is starting Tompkins one. Paul Tompkins is going to yeah. start one. So, 
and I, you know, I think there's a few other people too. That I, I actually also another one that you didn't list there was I helped um, Matt Walsh did a oh. Chicago Bears podcast. Oh yeah, I didn't know I, you were part of that. Yeah, Bear, was, Bear Down. Bear Down. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I engineered for that show, and uh, we recorded it in the same space that Never Not Funny records. So um, yeah, I want I want to help people do that as much as possible, and 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 then also find a way uh, for them to make money doing it because. Right now, it's like never not funny. We were lucky to be in early on it, and 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 we were lucky to build a great audience and, and actually have devoted people who are you know willing to pay us uh, for the show. Which I think I would love everybody to be able to do that. But I know the reality is if 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 a hundred podcasts all charged, then somebody wouldn't <laughs> make it. You know, right, yeah. there's only so many dollars to go around in this very small. World, it's you know the audience is is pretty small for for all this stuff because yeah. as much as we all love it, it, we all know that it's not mainstream and it's not a uh, big stuff. Here's a guy that likes to talk into microphones. It's Graham <laughs> Elwood. Uh, Graham Elwood just stopped by. Uh, What's the same recording device? <laughs> this is Graham Elwood, a uh, comedian. Um, Hi. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the welcome to the interview. You know, driving's weird. Um, <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Where are you <laughs> I'm trying to teach people something. <laughs> There's a quick comedy segment for you. Some a comedian that, that uh, is often often on a special thing. Someone yeah. See, uh, some of the Grandma Wood, for a regular guest on Never Not Funny, and a uh, regular on Doug's stuff. Everything Doug Benson does, uh, like the High Road on G4. Graham is involved in, and I think he's been on. I love movies a bunch, and um, the Benson Interruption is another thing that we're working on making a CD out of. Um, Grimm's also on. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I think <clears throat> my, my feeling is that people should be able to make a living doing, you know, their work. And uh, so it's starting, it, the bigger it gets, the easier it'll be to, to get at least advertiser money lined up for, for the, some of this stuff. And uh, so for some shows, that'll be the way to go. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but I do think you know, in my mind, the long-term thing is to just keep finding great talent and um, and helping them reach the people that I know would appreciate it. So. Yeah. And uh, I think I mentioned this to you last year. Uh, you were here at SF, but I should have mentioned we're here at San Francisco Sketchfest, yes. Yes. <laughs> where you've uh, you've been part of uh, how many? You you did the tech work on some of Jimmy's shows. And yeah. He was doing I think five shows this weekend. Yeah. Well, the Conan show got canceled. One was canceled. Yes, yeah. one was canceled. Let's just say one was canceled. <laughs> um, uh, and I think I mentioned this to you last year is that uh, because of your site, I've learned a lot of uh, about a lot of comedians that I didn't know about previously, mm-hmm. and kind of opened my eyes to that comedy world. Mm-hmm. And just wanted to thank you for that. I really oh, appreciate. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> and just, just the fact that it's, that that environment is there to say, yeah. well, you know, I like this person. Who else is out there that yeah, that yeah. is similar, similar type of style? And uh, right. I think well, it's really great. What's great about this the site in that sense is that it's not like. I mean, what I like about a message board as opposed to a blog is that it's like really, to use a very trendy tech term, it's like crowdsourced taste. You know, on a blog, it's it's usually one or two or maybe five people sort of telling you their taste or their opinion. But on a message board, it's the whole community coming together to say, here's what I like, here's what I mean. You know, you'll see, as you know, as well as anyone being on there, you know, someone might post a thread. That about some comedy thing and it drops like a rock and you never see it again. It's like a, a thread with no response. Yeah. And uh, 
but that just tells you that no one else agrees with that person and maybe they're on the wrong website but the ones that you know rise to the top are the ones that you know everyone sort of agrees like you know I feel like we saw it with Tim and Eric like that Tim and Eric sort of came out of nowhere a few years ago Bob Odenkirk sort of and you know helped them get a TV show so they were sort they sort of came in with some heat based on that alone but the response on AST was was pretty big and so you could just tell okay so this is the type of stuff if you're on AST but you've never heard of Tim and Eric but you're like well but I know that I like a lot of the stuff that all these other people like so if they like this it must be for me like it must be up my alley and so you just it creates a I mean AST the if there's a brand it really comes from the collective taste of everyone involved on the site and and I really feel like that's I don't personally have the energy to watch every TV show and listen to every CD and every podcast but it, you know with a with a with a website like that you don't need to you can just sort of uh, follow the trends of what people are talking about and you know I love to be able to discover some new thing and, and bring it to other people but a lot of times it's the other way around like other people are saying talking about stuff and I'm like what is this now and I check it out and and it turns out to be great so it's a back and forth, you know, and, and, and I love that that's, you know, the way it's sort of organically developed, and, and uh, I hope it just continues that way, because for every, you know, we see stuff in L.A. at, at Death Ray, you know, Scott's really good about um, finding great new talent and putting them on Death Ray, and that's how I usually become aware of them, or then he puts them on their podcast, and then everyone who listens to that becomes aware of them, but... Um, there's also stuff happening everywhere else in New York and San Francisco and Chicago and Austin or wherever they, wherever people might be looking to, to laugh. There's good stuff happening, and so that's where you you know you need to turn to the internet to find that stuff. And um, I think that's you know it's, it's definitely changed the way people consume entertainment. You know, you're not just relying on three networks to tell you what's good now you can go really anywhere and find what suits you specifically and, and so we're just sort of following that all right well thank you very much for taking the time to sit with me and sure. uh, have the interview and looking forward to seeing uh running your trap tonight which yeah. is uh jimmy pardo's show i think you, you'll probably be there to i will <laughs> yes help help out <laughs> literally maybe i'll be holding jimmy up because he, he sprained his knee yes <laughs> he's yeah. in a bad way so <laughs> we'll see if we can pull this off right. well thank you very much man you're welcome thanks yeah. for having me absolutely well that was my interview with matt belknap i'd like to thank him once again for taking the time to meet with me during sf Sketchfest. To find out more about Matt's projects, go to astrecords.com, podcast.com, or join the discussion at a specialthing.com. Until next time, this is Rick saying bye forever.